It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the cappuccino with Constable Brian. So my guest today for today's cappuccino, well, one of them anyway, is Constable Laurie McCann, a Toronto police officer uh, in the Toronto Police Service since 1998. Uh, she spent time in Toronto talking to teachers, kids and parents about cyberbullying, cybercrime. She's been a facilitator and instructor on the Toronto Police Service social media and comms course. Uh, she's a mental health warrior. Uh, I've got to be honest, and she's going to hate me for saying this. She is one of my biggest inspirations on social media because some of the stuff that she does is amazing. Uh, and she's the divisional planner at 52nd Division. She's also their social media officer as well. Did I get that all right, Laurie? You got that right, yes. Perfect. Okay, all good. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Laurie, Laurie's favourite part, the rapid fire slash speed round coming up. So here we go. The ones that, uh, yeah, we all love to do. Okay, so oh one God, thing. I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, I one think. thing One thing that you own that you really should throw out and you can't say husband or children, all right? Oh, well then, um, one thing that I own that I should probably throw out. I have a really, 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 it's going to sound weird, old house coat that I swear I've probably had for like 25, 30 years. It just needs to go. Ah, there you go. That's all good. Uh, the most used app on your phone is what? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Instagram. There you go. Okay. Uh, ever asked somebody for their autograph? And if so, who was it? It was Kurt Browning, who's a figure skater. Nice. Okay. And I can say this because I know that we're safely big fans, but I've got Rick Springfields. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, your favorite smell? um coffee like coffee yeah. like not even brewing coffee but like just coffee grounds or like coffee beans yeah i'm not even gonna start on your sister about you not drinking real coffee but that's fine uh oh, here we go yeah. yeah okay you get to listen to just one song for the rest of your life what's that song oh one song yeah the rest yeah. um Ooh, that's a tough one. See, I know, I'm doing one. so <laughs> you were, well. You were, you were batting 100 there for a second. I know. Yeah. Uh, take your time. And I don't even know who the artist is. Is that, is that bad? I don't even no, know. No, that's all good. No, that's all good. Uh, I, know, um, yeah, okay. I, know the, I know the answer to this one. But the last book that you read was what? Or uh, currently reading? Currently or the last one I read? Either or. Um, well, the last one I read was Tip of the Spear, as you very well know. Yep. The one I'm reading now is uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Perfect. Uh, you get to have any superpower. What do you choose and why? I'm going to say mind reading. Because I want to know what people are thinking. Because sometimes they think things, they don't say them. I thought you would have chosen super speed given the amount of time you spend on a treadmill. Oh, the I never road. even but, thought of that. Yeah, but having look, be fair, having a look at some of your running times, I assume you're halfway there anyway. Uh, and <laughs> last one, favorite Star Wars character is who? Star Wars? Yeah. Um, Luke Skywalker. There you go. All good. No worries. Okay, so that's the speed round done. So you're safe. Okay, so the slogan for Safer Internet Day is together for a better internet. If I made you queen or ruler of the internet, what's some quick fixes you think that we could all do immediately to make it 
almost better instantly? So the first one I would say would be um, like easy access to locking down sites. It's not easy to do that, right? No. Like it's not easy to go in and say, okay, my kid's going to be on the computer. Boom, 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 boom. Lock it down so they can only go to certain things, right? Yeah. So something along those lines, make it really easy access, a click of the button. Um, so kids aren't seeing inappropriate content or things that really uh, shouldn't be there, blocking certain ads like pornographic ads and stuff. It would automatically do that with these easy buttons, right? Like mm -hmm. that was easy. Um, and then having each child, so you have one laptop, but they each have to sign on individually. So you have their own separate digital footprint and what they're doing on there. And it's easier to trace. There you go. Nice what they're using the internet for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the most talked aspects of the internet is screen time. Now, how much is too much in your opinion? Because you're both, and I didn't mention this, but you're what we'd call a mom or what you'd call a mom uh, and a police officer. So the World Health Organization suggests more sorry none for kids younger than two years old 60 minutes a day for three to four year, year olds and otherwise there could be cognitive behavioral or physical effects what do you think first of all as a mom and then second of all as a police officer slash internet expert so like, i agree so the under two uh yes but what do we do when they're crying or fussy yeah, yeah show them your phone and do some youtube videos right yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, is it zero? No, we know it's not zero. They might not be holding the device, but it's not zero. Um, so like now teenagers, since that's what I have, mm -hmm. um, being realistic. So I would say anything over five hours in a whole day is over. It's too much. Yeah. Um, is it realistic to say that they're going to stop at five hours? No, they're probably not. Um, but I think over five is, is, is too much. Cause it starts to, their mental health starts to decline Right. That's where we talk about the physical health, the obesity, because they're sitting on their on their rear ends doing nothing mm -hmm. right? other than sitting on their phones. So um, I would say five hours. That was that was my thing. Is it? Um, and as a as a police officer, what would you say? Same, same. I probably say the same. And then um, every couple of hours, put it down. Even start at 15 minutes. Just don't touch it at all. And maybe work up to 30 minutes and then go back on the phone. But like every every couple of hours, put it down. Yeah. For at least 20 minutes. Yeah. Now, to give yourself a break. I've got to be honest, our figures in New Zealand, they're not bad, but we look at um, some of the figures coming out from North America where kids are on the phones for like nine hours a day. Um, is it something that you see when you're out and about on duty or when you were out and about doing stuff at schools, kids constantly on devices? Uh, yes. And I call it like a lot of it's distracted walking is what I call it. Right. Cause oh, yeah. people are like on their phone and not paying attention and crossing the road. And I'm like, that's how people get hit. Correct. Um, just honestly, just like literally, I know people won't see the B you can see it, like literally like that. Yeah. And you're just like, you have no idea what's going on around you. Absolutely zero to what's going on around you. Um, so yeah, we, I, I see it all the time. People are on their phones, uh, really not paying attention, walking. Yeah, my favorite, it's distracted walking. And yeah. they did say years ago in England, they actually put bumper pads on like the light poles and, and uh, electrical poles because people were walking into them. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah, it no. really, it really does. Sad not. but true. Yeah, it is. Yep. Uh, overuse of technology has overtaken drugs and sex and bullying as some of the biggest parental worries, according to Brigham Young University. Um, and there's also a family survey in America by Deseret News that have said the same. Do you think that's warranted now? I think so. I think it's absolutely justified. Um, I mean, the bullying kind of goes hand in hand with cyberbullying. 
because uh, they can be online and in person, as we very well know, especially in schools. Mm -hmm. So I think the bullying is still there, just more so in the cyber side of things. Um, and then since the pandemic has started, cyber bullying has gone up at least 80% is the stats that they have. Uh, why? Because kids are locked up and they're on their, their devices, right? What else are they going to do? Yeah. So now you've got this pandemic, you know, you got the COVID pandemic, and now you've got this cyberbullying pandemic that's going on online with these kids being, um, I don't know if abuse is the right word, right? But they're, yeah. they're being affected uh, yeah. by the, um, the stuff that's going on in, uh, online, right? And it's, it's disturbing. Yeah. How do you maintain positive things like compassion and ethics and good social skills and um, intimate relationships if we teach kids to live in a world that doesn't look like the world that they're living in? Because we hear you and I, Beth, both the same age. You're younger than I am, I'm going to say. Um, like what, two, yeah, three yeah, months? Yeah. Ah, it's all good. But, you know, um, those are just common things to us. Those are common morals that we have. And you very often hear people our age say, oh, kids should get off their devices and just leave them alone and blah, blah, blah. But that's not their world. Like you say, you're a parent of a teenager, of teenagers, um, sitting in front of the TV watching MTV and waiting for a video to come out or as we used to do in New Zealand, and I kid you not, waiting for the VHS, VHS tape to come from America or Canada via a friend and then watch it when it all go bananas. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, so how do we promote those morals, do you think? Well, I think the number one is by leading by example, right? Mm -hmm. So we're sitting at the dinner table on our phones. What are we telling our kids? It's okay for them to do that. Yeah. So if nothing else, put the phones down at least at dinner time. So nobody's on their devices and you guys can sit and actually, it's a crazy thing. Talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. I know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I always say that social media has made um, our youth unsocial, right? They don't know how to socialize in person because on the phone, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. um, they're not opening doors for people, right? They're not respecting like for an elderly person, open the door. It's just a respect thing. You just do it. Mm -hmm. um, saying please and thank you. If somebody holds the door for you, I'm not saying like my kids will still do that, thankfully. But um, yeah, I think we have to, the key is lead by example. Um, that would be a number one. And then um, communication, right, is key. Having that open line of communication with your kids and showing them right from wrong, right? Like, yeah, okay, you can be on your phone, but you also, you know, in life, because life, this isn't real, um, no. or most of it's not. Uh, being on the phone but life is right and you still have to respect one another you still in person on top of the online right yeah so yeah you have to but you have to do it too you have to show them because yeah. they don't know any different uh, you're definitely right there and one of my pet hates and i know you can agree with me here is when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're still looking at their phone screen and they're not even looking at your face it just drives me insane um, yeah. are most parents naive when it comes to their kids internet usage do you think and if you're a parent, it's a double bang question. Yeah. How can you make yourself an expert in new apps or social media trends? Because well, let's be honest, I still know parents now who think that TikTok is some type of Chinese takeaways that their kids go into. Right? Yeah. So, so a lot of parents, you know, like, I mean, like myself and you, we grew up with the typewriters and there was no such thing as the internet and, you know, growing up in school. Um, we went to the library and used the microfiche to get, you know, information for our projects. So um, are they naive? Yes, because they don't know any better. That's what mm -hmm. I think it is. They just honestly, they don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you don't know, then you're naive to something, right? So um, 
the stat is 50% of parents think their kids tell them everything that happens online. And 70% of kids will tell you they hide stuff from their parents mm -hmm. of what they're doing online. So that do the math. That's not yeah. a good stat. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so I don't expect parents to go and download every single app that their kid is using and open up an account and, and go on and be just like their kids. But you do need to do your homework. You do need to um, understand what they're doing online uh, so you can educate them to be safe online. Right. I always say you're not going to throw your kid in the deep end without swimming lessons. You're not going to give them the keys to the car without driving lessons. Yet we hand them these devices and go, here you go. And then they, they come back because they've messed up and they go, you go, why, well, how'd that happen? Yeah. Well, you didn't give them the tools to be safe on that device. So empowering your kids to say, Hey, how does that, like, what, how does that app work? Or even do a, maybe do a TikTok with them or do something. So not only are they showing you what they're doing online and how it works, you're getting educated by your kids, but also empowering them. So it starts that line of communication as well that I said in the previous question. Do you have, uh, in New Zealand, we have a group here called NetSafe, which takes care of stuff and it will uh, release bulletins and you can go on there and type in TikTok and it will show you what's the, the app and how it works and everything else. Do you have something similar to that in Canada? Yes, we have the Canadian Centre for Child, uh, Child Protection. They have a lot of great stuff on their website as well. We have a needhelpnow.ca uh, website and that's for uh, kids and parents, uh, mostly youth, but there is a tab for parents. Um, Webwise.ca, we've got a bunch of them. They got a lot of great information. Yeah. Um, I also follow one out of the UK. It's called CEOP. I'm sure you've heard of it. COEP. Yeah, yeah it's, that's another good one. Um, so I think another thing too is if parents do decide to open up a social media account that their kids are on, is to follow them mm. and that make that a rule. If you're on it and I'm on it, you, I'm following you and you're allowing me in. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, is it best, in your opinion, to ban it, talk it through, or get alongside and chat to them about what they're doing? So I'll give you an example. Uh, me and my little son were sitting down the other day. He's only seven, but he's playing Angry Birds. So as a way of encouraging sharing and also time with the device, we take it a bird at a time. And that's how we do stuff. And I know exactly what he's up to. So I know what he's watching on YouTube as well. If we decide to go and watch a, another Minecraft YouTube video, God help me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I still can't figure that game out. I've so, been there. I've been yeah, there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what do you think? Is it best to ban it, talk it through or get alongside and chat to them about what they're doing? Uh, this is my opinion only. Yeah, um, yeah, right. yep. I think banning it's not going to help because they're going to find other ways to, to open up accounts, whether it's on their friend's device, whether it's, uh, you know, go to the, the library and log on that way. They'll find ways. They're creative that way. So I, I, I don't think banning is a good way to do it, but talking it through, educating them, uh, mm -hmm. opening the account together, having their password, doing the settings together, explaining why the settings should be as high as they are, why the account's private, why you don't have a profile picture under the age of 15. Like have all that conversation with them, talk about the bad people that are online, you know, the pedophiles and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I think if you give them the tools and educate them and let them know, listen, you're, you're what, 11, let's say. Okay. So you don't, you don't have the rights to hide that account from me. And mm -hmm. anytime that I ask you to show it to me, you're going to show it to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're going to show me what you're doing on there. And the moment you don't, then the account's gone, right? Just remember you're 11. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is not um, a right. It's a privilege that you have this account. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to know that you're safe on it. And I'm only doing this because I want to keep you safe. Thanks. Right. So I think if you have that, that conversation with them, um, 
again, it's truly up to the parent. If you want to ban it, ban it. But uh, I know kids are creative and they're fun. they may find a way. And then they're doing stuff. You have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because you don't even know they have the account. It's yeah. that, oh, no, my, not my kid. My kid wouldn't do that. I told them no. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah, not wrong. Uh, one of the best ones I've heard, and this is show you how, ingen- uh, how much ingenuity Kiwi kids have got, is they'll pop next door and tell them, tell next door that their mums and dads uh, Wi-Fi has gone down, but they need some Wi-Fi so that they can pay the bills. And then when the next door neighbor gives them the Wi-Fi address and then they got free Wi-Fi and they're away. So, Right. Kids, kids are creative. I'm telling yep. you, yep. they'll find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Exactly right. So research, yeah. co- research continues to provide some answers on how parents are navigating the world. Just for today, for instance, there's a new study that looks at almost 2,000 parents who have kids aged 8 to 18. And among the most surprising is that the people with the kids who are talking about modeling good behavior, like we've just spoken about, uh, on average, they're for about nine hours and 22 minutes on the internet per day in front of a screen. 78% told researchers they're modeling good media habits to their kids. Some suggest setting aside certain times while everybody can put down their devices, like the dinner table or in the bed or in the bedroom or something else like that. In your opinion, how... Are we good? How should we be good role models for kids? Because let's be honest, you and I don't know many adults that don't have a social media device or a device or a phone. Yeah, the, yeah. and they're on their phone all the time too, right? Yeah. Um, adults are, and I'm guilty of it at times, but um, showing them that you can put it down, right? That you mm-hmm. can leave it, whether you go and watch TV, whether you're reading a paper or a book, but you put your phone aside and leave it, right? Again, it's modeling behavior, right? They, they model what you do. Yeah. Well, if you're, and I've heard that from my kids at times, well, you're on your phone, right? You get that. <laughs> yep. And yep. you're like, yeah, yep. okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, showing them and that um, I, mo- most people, and this is people, not just kids, adults too, uh, suffer from FOMO. What's that? Fear of missing, missing out. out. Yep. <gasps> if I don't pick up my phone and you know, the last 30 minutes, what have I missed? Guess yep. what? It's still going to be there in 30 minutes. Exactly. Um, and that's a big one, I think, for youth, right? What am I going to miss if I'm not online? Uh, kids don't usually, I don't know about uh, in New Zealand, but kids here, they don't text. They use Snapchat, right? Yeah. That's how their conversations usually go. And it's that quick picture and responding to somebody that way. And, you know, it's, we look at it and go, that's, that's craziness. Why do you do that? Right. Yeah. But again, it goes back to lead by example, which I said earlier, right. Yeah. They're going to follow what you do. So if you're constantly on your device, they're going to be constantly on the device. And what, what recourse do you have? If you're telling them to get yeah, off, but yeah. yet you're not getting off, right? Yeah. So um, we have to show them what we expect from them, but we have to also do the same. Not wrong. Now, many parents are concerned about the internet and the lack of safety for kids, inappropriate content, pornography, sexploitation, cyberbullying. Now, as police officers, we both know that you can't safeguard against everything. I hate to say that, say that parents, but you just can't. Sometimes things happen. Uh, but what are some of the steps or the safeguards that every parent should do for a little bit of peace of mind and maybe just a little bit of safety for their kids when they're using devices, in your opinion. So again, um, talking to your kids uh, about what's appropriate and what's not on the internet. Um, Again, so when they click on a site and we know if you play free, um, like bootleg games of games that you'd have to pay for, but you find a free version, there's Mm a 99% chance that you're going to get porn ads. So talking to them about not clicking on them and then that this, that's not reality. That's not how relationships are, right? This mm-hmm. is, it's an item to make money and, and sell sex. And you'd have to have, depending on the age, obviously, right? Yeah. Uh, having that conversation with them. Um, 
I know there is options of blocking certain sites um, that you can block on your computer. So again, mm -hmm. doing that to avoid them from seeing uh, things they shouldn't be seeing. Um, and then like cookies, right? There's certain, you can block cookies. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the sites don't always tell you that there's, there's cookies on the site, but uh, kind of blocking those. Um, there is an app. Uh, I don't know if you guys have it there, but we have it here and it may be in the U S it's called family link. Okay. And it's done with your Gmail, Google account, and you can go in and on your device and you can monitor how much time your kid's spending on the phone. You can turn their device on and off so they cannot even latch on anybody's Wi-Fi. You'll see what apps they are trying to download. You get to approve it. You can delete apps from their phone, from your phone. Hmm. Um, oh yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of things you can do on it. So it's, it's a great way, especially for the younger kids and you can see everything that they're doing um, and control it. Right. So you control when that, that app gets turned on, off, like you name it. So it's called family link. I don't know if that's worldwide or not. Okay. I will check on um, it. It's all good. Yeah. But it is, a, it is a great app and it's done through your Gmail account. Okay. All right. Now what's the best thing if you or your child experiences issues like cyberbullying or pornography on the internet to do again, in your opinion, here we have a thing where you have to report it to, uh, NetSafe Net first because NetSafe helps the police in its investigations and yeah. then basically they will say hey look it's this or it doesn't meet the threshold but we can give you some tips if you're listening to this podcast outside of New Zealand maybe in Canada what are some of the things that you suggest doing well there is a site uh, and it's uh, standalone and it's also through needhelpnow.ca it's called cybertip.ca Mm -hmm. So again, you can report any type of cyberbullying um, on there, uh, which is a great site. You can do it anonymously or uh, with your name there. Um, again, report it to, so here, I don't know about New Zealand, but here, so let's say there's cyberbullying that's going on and it starts um, at school and then continues online, but that online is at home in the evening, but it's between two students. Mm -hmm. The school can still get involved right. because it's, both kids go to that school. So yeah. you can report it to the school. Obviously, um, a lot of the schools have school resource officers, uh, yeah. then also speak to them. If it's, you know, if it's bad enough, then you need to report it, right? If it's serious enough mm -hmm. yeah, uh, to report it. Now, again, uh, so that's the cyberbullying part of things. For the content that they shouldn't be seeing and the pornographic stuff, that's where that conversation then needs to come in. This isn't uh, what a relationship looks like. This isn't normal. And try, depending on the age group, to explain how... Um, what you saw is not right and it's not real and you shouldn't be seeing that. I happened to a girl I work with her seven-year-old. That's exactly what happened. They're playing a free game yeah. and they clicked on the ad and it was uh, porn, uh, like triple X porn. Yeah. And yeah. no seven-year-old should ever have to see that. No, but it's, you can go on, on Twitter and it's all over Twitter. Right. Yeah. So it's really hard to stop. So again, it's having that conversation because if you don't just leave it, they're going to think, well, that's just normal. That's how it should be. So um, it's really sitting down and having a conversation about how that's, not real and that's not reality yeah not wrong okay so recently there's been a bit of a pushback from child advocates to social media platforms uh stating that the platforms are sharing kids info without parental permission uh happened in the uk where the children's commissioner there um started looking at some of the uh big uh companies what should you do if a kid comes to you and says i need to get this app all of my friends have got it and you really have got no idea or the fact of just that you're not too sure about the app. Because you'll be like me, it absolutely staggers me when I'm out at schools or community events 
and I meet seven-year-olds who have got Instagram accounts and Facebook accounts, and I'm just like, how did that happen? Your mum and dad... like, peace palm, peace palm. Yeah, literally. Your mum and dad clearly didn't read the terms and conditions or guidelines. No, because... 99% 99% of the apps, if they're not adult apps, you have to be 13, technically, exactly. right? Yeah. You, as we know, one, they don't usually ask for your date of birth. And two, if they do, you just lie, right? Yeah. That's what most kids do. So there's I, there's only one question there, but I'm going to answer like the twofold because you have that comment at the beginning yeah. um, about the um, the pushback, right? So mm-hmm. again, so your kid says, and this happened to me years ago, and my daughter's like, I got to get on this app and I got to play this game. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to check it out first. Let me ch- Let me look at it. Uh, see what it is. And then I, I explained to her how to, because it is live and interactive and anybody mm-hmm. can play it, explain to her. And she's like, I know, mom, I know where to report the bullying. Like, so I, cause you know, you have to understand this game and don't play with people you don't know. And if you don't know who that, don't give out personal information. So again, okay. So you want to have that up. All right. You got to hang on a second. I need to do my homework on it. And then um, I'm going to help you set it up. And then you're going to have a conversation about, listen, anybody can jump in here and pretend that they're Susie right? Yeah. That could be John hiding behind Susie's account. So if you don't know that person, don't ever give out personal information yeah. while playing a game of any sort, whether it's gaming or these other kind of apps. So I say to parents, do a little bit of homework first, sit down with your child, open it up with them, make sure the safety settings are on, talk about bullying, talk about stranger danger. Cause we do it in like, when you go to the park, you know, that's when you say, okay, if someone comes up to you, this is the one only time you can scream and kick and punch, right? Yeah. yeah. Stranger danger. Yeah. You got to do that online too, right? And understand that there's some bad people online too that are going to pretend to be your friends. So there's that part of it. And then the other side where you talk, kind of talk about the sharing of kids information, right? Without parental permission. So mm-hmm. we had an example here where, uh, so my hairdresser, her daughter is a competitive dancer. And she's like, hey, go on Facebook and Instagram and like her photos. It's the most likes, they, I don't know what they won. They won something. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So I go on, of course, me, you would think the same way because we're cops and it's just what we do. And, um, you know, there's some pictures and these girls are dancers and they're in poses and they're young, like 10 years, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And they're in poses where I'm like, this is a pedophile's dream. Here's the problem. Those accounts are public because you want everyone to go to these sites. Um, So now you're putting your child on there. Does the parent really understand how public that is? Are they truly understanding how far that image can go? Mm. and and they probably don't they just think oh there's a competition you got to do a pose and this one the girl had her leg up in a full like full-on um not to be rude but crotch shot right like she had shorts on tight shorts but you and i wouldn't think anything of it but a pedophile would yeah and and you hate to say that but that's the reality of our world that we're living in Mm -hmm. that you have these sick people out there that just wait for images and they know the the hashtags criminals know you and Mm -hmm. i have a job to do right we're to keep people safe these yep. criminals, their job is to find victims. So they know the hashtags to follow, to find these images and, and whatnot. So I think parents really have to be careful with, um, you know, even if their kids are in competitive sports, what are you saying yes to when you sign that media agreement? Yeah. Where are those images going? Like we sign them for our kids for school. And I'm sure yep. you guys do too. Yep. That doesn't mean when I go in and do a presentation that I can take a photo and post it on Twitter. No. I always ask permission. Yeah, um, if they say no, I just don't take it. But um, those parents may have no idea that we're doing that and I'm posting it and I've gotten permission, but have I? Yeah. It's hard to yeah. say, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the whole parental permission part. And I think that really should be put in that when kids, the par- parents sign that, that, that there should be a waiver in there for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
you name it, these are where these photos could end up. Are you okay with that? And then say yes or no. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, now, what does respect look like in the digital space, for example? Because there are some people who say that having a disagreement on a social media platform is a little bit like having a disagreement at a community meeting or an argument over the McCann dinner table with all the cousins and the nephews and everything else there. Uh, I'm from an Irish family, so generally it would tend to be a little bit more sort of fisticuffs than that. But what are your thoughts on that, do you think? Oh, so yeah. So you have the trolls, right? You have the yeah. trolls uh, that it doesn't matter what you say, they're going to go after you. And arguing with them, again, it's like you said with the, the, the Ricky uh, Gervais comment, absolutely, right? Yeah. Don't. Don't. Um, like when we teach on the course, right? You don't argue with, with trolls. Um, I actually had one yesterday and he, and I took it personally. So I went back with a very professional response, mm -hmm. kind of professional response, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was going to leave it, but I thought, no, I'm going to respond. And I wasn't going to go back and forth. Of course, he didn't respond because I don't think he expected a response from me. Um, but it's a one time. So you will respond professionally once and that's it. Yeah. Because you don't argue with these people, right? No. Um, Again, the problem with, and if you've seen uh, the social dilemma, um, there was a new one they just had on too, and I can't think of the name of it, but they talk about this. And the girl that was in court for Facebook talks about this. It's all the algorithms, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Facebook, um, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. And they feed off of, where are we getting the most responses? All right, let's push that through, right? Let's push that through Facebook. And that is you know, the anti-maskers out there, the anti-vaxxers, um, anything political, right? Anything that's going to bring attention to Facebook, they'll, they'll feed your minds that way. It's propaganda mm -hmm. and we fall for it every time, right? And Facebook owns Instagram. So the same thing's going to happen over there. Um, so unfortunately, these, these apps, okay, here's my famous line. Are you ready for it? Okay, hang on. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. If you are not buying the product, you are the product. Boom, there we go, right. Right. So, again. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's, I, I, okay. I, I didn't make that up. I found it, but it's really good. Yeah. And they actually say it in the social dilemma. So by that, I mean, Facebook's free, right? Instagram's mm -hmm. free. Um, you are the product. Mm. Okay. So you're getting fed all of this information. Uh, you're clicking on things and you're making Zuckerberg richer than he already is. Right. I'm not saying don't do it, but just be cognizant of that. So don't argue with people online. Right. No. Um, it, it's uh, there's no value to it. No. Right. And at the end of the day, think, what is this going to bring to my life? What value is this going to bring? Uh, none. And you're arguing with somebody who is, they're going to say they're right. You're going to say you're right. And it's going to go nowhere. And then that digital footprint of you making these inappropriate comments are stuck with you for life. Yeah. Delete doesn't exist. Remember that too. Delete doesn't exist. Right. And if, if somebody doesn't agree with your post, maybe say, let's take this offline. Let's have this conversation offline. Don't do it in a public forum. Yeah, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, it's like I, being in a room, right? Being in a room. Uh, if you and I were having a disagreement, let's take this to another room. We would not. I'd just, I'd just say you're right, Laurie. It's all good. Yeah. Well, you're, that's smart. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So COVID-19 has resulted in all of us being online a lot more than we ever thought we'd ever be. Uh, you guys have had uh, fairly bad lockdowns in uh, Ontario uh, we've had yeah. three four months up here as or down here as well um, Canada saw a rise of 106 percent in reports surrounding child exploitation what's some of the ways that you've seen families in Canada 
trying to limit their screen time. And I guess you'd do it as well because you guys have just had that really bad storm come through there as well, haven't you? So, oh, let's not talk about it. Yeah, well, hey, look, we look <laughs> no. at it. We look at it and go, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's one of those things. I mean, so you don't even have the option like we do in summer at the moment where we can go, hey, just go down the beach and go for a swim or go to the park and play some football or something. Um, yeah. You're kind of trapped. So well, what's some of the inventive ways that you guys get around it? So uh, one uh, mayor, um, the mayor in Brampton, uh, Patrick Brown, actually had a competition of who could build the best backyard skating rink. Brilliant, there right? Yeah. So with the support of the mayor, um, yeah, they had people out building uh, rinks in their backyard. Therefore, you're now going to go outside and use the rink and skate and do stuff like, listen, I know I'm Canadian and I was born here. I don't like winter. I was a figure skater. I still don't like winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Right. Uh, so getting outside and doing things, whether it's having, you know, since we have a ton of snow, a snowman building contest an ice sculpture contest, whatever, like you can come up with some creative ways mm -hmm. uh, to get your kids outside. Um, you can also, uh, what else have I seen that people have done? So there's one girl and she's a, a huge advocate for mental health and she's, you know, uh, not just talking head, she's lived it. And she created a game stuck in the house and yeah. it's fun. And yep. it's a, it's a card game and it's all about COVID and being locked in the house. Brilliant. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So, you know, getting like doing game nights with your kids. Okay. Put the phone down, put a basket there, put your phone in. Okay. You guys pick a game. Okay. You want to get a new game? Let's order one online, have it delivered to the house. All right. Yep. So each kid gets to pick a game, do it, whatever, two nights a week. So just getting them off their phone and interacting with the kids because, um, or okay. Not in the winter, but since we've had this pandemic for two years, like I've seen people camping in their backyard, pitching tents, having nice. bonfires, yep. right? You're not going anywhere because you can't camp anywhere because nothing's open, but yep. you're in your backyard pretending you're at a campground. How awesome is that? Yeah, that is very awesome. You want to hear the number of yeah. people that I catch out when they say to me, hey, what'd you do during the holidays? They say, I went overseas and they're like, really, where'd you go? And I'm like, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> you okay. will eventually. You're yeah. coming this way eventually. You, you bet I am. The internet isn't going our way anytime soon. So how do you think we, being Joe Average, make it better? And then that's a double band question. How do social media platforms make it better? Do you, do you think we should do like, I've heard some people, I've asked some people this and they're like, oh, they need to create like a, a junior Instagram and that type of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't see that working. No, so what Instagram did do was they, they said, okay, if you're under the age of 16, your account... Uh, so if you open it starting now, your mm -hmm. account will automatically revert to private, right? Mm -hmm. But you can go in and change that. So what yeah. good is that? Yeah. Right. They underestimate kids. If you already have an account now that this, this has come in, they advise you to make it private if it's not right. And what I teach kids is, um, listen, Google yourself. And if you are attached to any social media post, now, if you play professional sports or, uh, rep sports, you probably will be attached to something somewhere on the internet. But if your social media account and your post is on the internet, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. Like if you Google me, they're all over the place because my accounts are public, my work mm -hmm. ones, which is fine. Um, but if you're going to turn around and find yourself on there, especially at a young age, uh, abs absolutely not. Um, so there's, there's that. Uh, I've lost my train of thought. My computer is about to shut down on me. That would have been bad. That's um, 
again, going back to uh, education, 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 learn, you know, what your kids are on. I, it is, again, a privilege, not a right to have those smartphones. Who mm. pays that bill? I'm going to say the, the child doesn't. Mom and dad do. So you have every right to take that phone and say every once in a while, just do a little safety check, right? Yeah. And uh, if they've opened up an account you don't know about, then you have that conversation about it. Whether you let them keep it or not, it's up to you. But you have that conversation of what you do not open accounts without talking to me. I need yeah. to know because you're making that and, and explain what a digital footprint is, right? You're making your digital footprint mm -hmm. bigger. So there's that um, for how we can make it better. Uh, as, as for social media platforms, uh, they need to make it a bit easier to report abuse and cyberbullying and stuff through the app because it's not the easiest thing to do with a lot of those apps. Um, and them taking it seriously on the other end because clearly if a child's reporting something or the parent is through that account, uh, there's something to it. These anonymous apps, I think we really need to hunker down on these. Uh, people just kind of let them go. But a lot of this cyberbullying where it leads to suicides, and we know there's many apps out there that has caused that. Why mm. are we allowing these apps to happen? Mm. Why is the government, why is somebody not taking a stand to say, yeah, you're right. This, this has caused this many deaths. We need to shut this down, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that's one thing that we need to really advocate for uh, and making these apps need to make it easier to um, create a, or make it, sorry, make it 10,000 times harder to create a fake account. Yeah. How that would look, I'm not too sure, but no. um, when signing up for account, you and I can just type in whatever we want. And now all of a sudden I've changed my name and I'm, uh, you know, I'm 13. Yeah. That shouldn't, it shouldn't be that easy. No, right. No Without right. giving away your social insurance number, there's got to be a way to make it a little more difficult for uh, these pedophiles and creepers to make fake accounts. Yep. So I think that's one thing that these apps should be responsible uh, for doing. All right. Spot on. Now, I know the answer to this because I see your Instagram accounts. And if you don't follow her, go and follow her at the coffee cop. Uh, just tell her Constable Brian sent me. That'd be all good. But how do you unplug? <laughs> from social media and internet on a daily basis? Like how do you, so there's the first question. How do you unplug from social media and internet on a daily basis? Because it would be fair to say, what have you got on Twitter? You've got like 14 and a half thousand followers or something. I think, I don't know. I think it might be at 16,000 now. Oh, stop sure. it. Yep. Yeah. Right, let me check while I'm talking to you. Hang on. Yeah, sure, 16.2. No 16.2. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. We will bow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how, how, how do you unplug? from your social media on a daily basis? Because uh, when I check your social media in New Zealand, obviously because the time difference, I get yeah. your posts, you get my posts, and it seems to be a, a nice kind of flow on effect. But there's some days that you just go, oh. so how do you unplug from it? I know this is going to be a huge shock. I go for a run, right? That's what you knew the answer was. Yeah, um, yeah so running is a big one for me. Um, I know you'll see that I post about it, but it's not till after the fact, right? So my yeah. run is my run. Um, I don't uh, stop for anything. Uh, okay, maybe a red light, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, or workout, a uh, combination of the two. Um, or I'll read. I put the phones down mm -hmm. when I'm reading. because And it has to be a good book that really captures me. And um, not to give Ryan a plug, but I'll give him a plug. Tip of the spear, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Uh, excellent book. Um, it was a good so it, it was good. I kudos yeah. to Ryan for that. Yeah. Um, and now he can put up sheetrock. Did you, you noticed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he can do many things. He's a legend. Um, yeah. I think, so with running multiple accounts, right? Because I also do the one at work. I do the 52 accounts. Plus I have my personal accounts. Plus I have my work accounts. And then some days you're like, <laughs> don't yeah. ever want to see social media again. I'm yeah, done. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm, 
So like with Bell Let's Talk Day, right? It, that's a huge thing, obviously, because I'm a huge mental health advocate. But mm-hmm. by the end of the day, I, I'm done with social media because mm-hmm. I posted on three different platforms. You're responding to people, you're you know retweeting stuff and it, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just done. I'm like, I don't even want to look at my phones. I don't want to touch them. I want to mind see whether it's watching TV. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, at some point where you're just like, no more, you just know, like, you're yeah. just like, I don't want to look at Twitter. I don't want to look at Instagram. I don't even want to touch my phone because yeah. I, yeah. And there, I do a lot of events like that. And by the, by the end of it, I'm done. I'm done yeah. with, uh, because it is, it's, it's very exhausting mm-hmm. to be on social media and be on like that for hours. I yeah. don't know how kids do it because I, I can't do it. But uh, yeah, no, I just know. I just get fed up and I don't want to touch it. Now, just so that we can touch on, a, on it so that people can think that you, as well as being a, a wonderful and an amazing human being, they can look at you and go, my goodness, this woman has no common sense valve whatsoever. What time do you go for a run in the morning? Oh, yeah. So right now, because our gyms are closed, I run. I have a treadmill at home, of course. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody tries to get on it in my family, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Don't get on my treadmill. Uh, I usually get up at 3.45 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So do you it's re- wrong. Yeah. Do you realize that there's a, and you've probably heard of him, there's a Navy SEAL called Jocko Willink, who's got yes. thousands of followers. And the thing that he does is he just posts his watch. Jocko gets up at 4.45. So you're beating Jocko Willink. So respect. Huh. Ah, I'm going to tag him in a tweet. Yeah, respect to you, sister. You want to tag him so oh, every day. Now, it is very early. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, not wrong. Now, uh, just offline for a second. Did I send you through any other questions or was that it? No, you have one more. You had, uh, because we're talking about all kind of the bad stuff on social media, right? So what are some of the five coolest things about the internet? Boom, that was it. Cool. I haven't got my work phone with me. It's upstairs. So that's all good. I'll, I'll uh, ask you that now then. Okay, so. We've been talking about some really bad stuff about the internet and social media and ways to get around it and everything else. But as you and I both know, being kids who use microfiche and encyclopedias, um, VHS tapes, uh, what else? Walkmans. Oh, this is like oh a bad, yeah. I used thing. to run with the CD Walkman. Try that. Yeah. It would skip all the time. It was so annoying. Anyways. Yeah, yeah it was awful. I used to do push-ups with it and I'd have to put it on the table and then the cord would drag it down. But right. Our 90s problems. I yeah, know. Not wrong. I know. Not wrong. Um, what are some of the coolest things about the internet and social media as far as you're concerned the five coolest things okay so i'm jealous because you and i we didn't have the opportunity to just type something in and look for it while doing a project yeah um so the world's at your fingertips like you you name it you can just go on a computer or laptop and get information mm-hmm. that's pretty cool that yeah. you can do that and you can yeah. look people up and uh you can search anything right and get answers within like 15 seconds yeah oh hang on you have a question hang on a second yeah. Dr. Google. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. you want to know where, okay, where's New Zealand? Let me show you. Yeah. You want to see a really cool dance that Brian did? Hang on a second. I'll show you that. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just cool that you can do that. Yep. And without the internet, you and I would have never met. No, exactly so right. Yep. Yeah. We meet some pretty cool people. I'm not saying it's safe to talk to strangers. Okay, everyone. That's yep. not what I'm saying. Yep. Um, yep. But I've connected with some uh, officers from all over the world. It's amazing. Um, you can connect with long lost family and friends, mm-hmm. right? that otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to talk to if you didn't have Facebook or the internet uh, doing video like this. That was, that's unheard of. Yeah. Now uh, you're in New Zealand. I'm here. The sun is shining. I can see it. It's pitch dark here. Um, yeah. And it's just really cool that you have that opportunity to do that. Right. That's the internet. Not you get wrong. to do that. Yeah. Um, getting news instantly from around the world. 
something's happened. Like, you know, everything that happens in Canada, it freaks me out. I think you know it before I do. Um, that's because you're in the future. That's yeah, that's because I'm a day ahead. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm but, not down under his vision of Marty McFly. All right. Yeah. Yes, seriously. And he was a Canadian as well. So that's all I'm saying about it. But carry on. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yes, yep. he was. Um, so, yeah. So we get, you can get news uh, from around the world instantly, which is pretty cool, whether that's through social media or just on the internet, right? Or following, you know, BBC, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, my last one, it says, right, I have it typed out. I, you got to meet the coolest officer from New Zealand, but we already talked about that. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, that was number five. Yeah. Um, and I have to throw in because that July should have been 11th, number one. You're right. It should. Yeah. Been. Anyway, carry on. That's so good. Yep. We're because you, you'll find this very interesting. July 11th, we're having we're recreating the run that Terry Fox did up University Avenue in 1980. Nice. Yep. Too bad Legend. you couldn't be here for it. Yep, exactly right. Don't even go there. I'm, I'm, I'm wild as we speak. But that's awesome. I expect to see some pictures there just quietly. Oh, you know what? I'll tag you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Uh, as always, it's an absolute pleasure and honor to spend time with you and have a good laugh and talk about stuff that we both do uh, professionally. Uh, I'm going to get up there sooner rather than later. Hear me, COVID. Yes, you, you can, are. You can go away uh, and we'll have some good fun there and we'll take lots of pictures and plastered the internet um thank you very much for your time because i know that it's coming up to quarter to eight where you are now yep yeah there you go 7 44 so it's almost your bedtime if you're getting up at three oh silly o'clock sad sad but true thanks for listening but please do constable brian and i a favor and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next cappuccino podcast real people real stories